Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Women in Confidence. But before we launch into today's episode, which is episode 49, I just want to do some promotion for the next episode, which will be my big 50th episode. Yes, Women in Confidence will finally be 50 episodes old and that is incredibly special to me. In that episode, I'm interviewed by a previous guest, a lady called Izzy Friend. Now, Izzy asks me all the questions this time about my early career, what I'm now doing, my confidence. And as we're both incredibly chatty, we covered all sorts of topics. So stick around for next week's episode. That's episode 50. So there'll be a bit of a celebration. And on with this week's show. to Women in Confidence, the podcast for ambitious working women. So I have been looking for a guest to come on the show to talk about health, fitness, well-being and nutrition. And I've been looking for a while actually and how all that holistic sort of health and well-being fits into confidence. And I said, I've been looking for a while and I was on a chat, I think it was on Facebook and Sam Jones or Samantha Jones uh, sent me a little message saying I'd love to be on it. And of course, she is a certified women's health and fitness coach. I was like, yes, absolutely. Maybe you're the person I've been looking for all my life. And it's originally from Toronto, but is now living in Playa del Carmen in Mexico. So massive difference in weather um, at the moment. (laughs) So she's nodding. Now, Sam is incredibly passionate about working with women through exercise, nutrition and mindset shifts. And I know because I've met her prior to this call, she has lots to talk about confidence and how she helps her clients with that. So Sam, hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, how, how are things in Mexico? Oh, they are sunny and warm, and I'm really happy that I'm missing out on the snow in Canada right now. <laughs> I'm sure. But, you know, shout out to all those people in Canada who are, who are surviving the snow. Yes. So what I do, Sam, is before we get going and we start the warm-up into this podcast, I ask the question, what does having confidence mean to you? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think this is a, a multi-layer question, but, you know, just to keep it short for the listeners to start, uh, to me, confidence is really being able to feel like your best, true, authentic self without any second guessing or like being worried to embrace that. So being able to feel like you can be who you truly are and the best version of yourself, but not having to like self-doubt that or have limiting beliefs around that and just really, truly embrace that and be happy with that. So at the moment in your life, you know, on a scale of one to 10, where would you put yourself in terms of confidence? I mean, we all have a little bit of our down days, you know, I don't think anybody is ever a 10 out of 10 all the time, but I would say that, you know, with all of the work that I've put into my own mental health and my own development, I'd put myself probably a consistent eight and a half. Yeah. That's a strong score. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we all have our days, but... Yeah, and I think we wouldn't be human if we didn't. You know, it's so important that actually we go through some of those days where we're not feeling, you know, even 8.5, because then you can reflect on it and say, well, how then do I develop my confidence so that I am more consistently in those higher numbers? So I think it's actually really healthy in many ways to go through some of those sort of days when you're not feeling your best, as long as it doesn't go on for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I think that self-awareness is one of the most important things when it comes to your own self-growth, right? And your self-growth is what's going to contribute to your confidence. So without that awareness piece, and kind of like you said, doing that little check-in or that reflection, you're never going to be able to take that next step forward. So tell me your journey then to becoming a health and fitness coach. 
Yeah, for sure. So for me, it actually all started with confidence. So I was um, in my, we'll say early to mid twenties, and I was living a lifestyle that was not conducive to health or wellness at all. Um, I was working a full-time job. I was also working at a bar and a nightclub doing like a serving position. So lots of late nights, lots of alcohol, lots of unhealthy food. Um, and that really contributed to me not feeling my best, right? Like internally, which in turn had me feeling down on myself because I wasn't really accomplishing anything to breed that self-confidence. I wasn't really setting myself forward in a positive manner. So I kind of turned to superficial ways of feeling confident and using those as crutches. So, you know, maybe getting my eyelashes done or my hair done. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with those things, but those were the things I was kind of leaning on to be confident opposed to actually putting the effort into bettering myself. And, you know, I just kind of got sick of feeling like that after a while. And, you know, I would go out and I would be, you know, we've all experienced those, that social anxiety where you're like, oh, like, does this dress look okay? How do I look compared to that person? What is everybody going to think? And then that would lead me to having a couple of drinks, right? To kind of take the edge off. And then before I knew it, I was going out, having a couple of drinks, a couple of times a week. Um, so all of that caught up to me. And one day I was kind of just like, you know what, if I keep this up, I'm going to open my eyes one day, I'm going to be 30. I'm going to be like, what am I even doing with my life? So I made the decision to kind of cut all of that cold turkey, um, quit my jobs, gave up the condo that I was living in, and I moved back to my parents' house in the suburbs. And for me, it kind of all started with my own personal fitness transformation and mental transformation that came from that and really working on my own self-development and trying to want to find myself, we will say, it sounds kind of cliche, but finding myself. Um, and in that process, I really just fell in love with how it made me feel, how seeing myself progress through getting stronger and actually following through with what I committed to saying I was going to do for myself. Um, and, you know, like seeing the physical transformation really made me feel like such a better version of myself. And I wanted to help other women be able to do the exact same thing because I know what it feels like to be at that low point and I know how crappy it is, right? So just really helping people make those transitions. So I just want to go back to something you said around you realized that you were living this unhealthy lifestyle. You left your job, you left your condo, you moved back to your parents out in the suburbs. And that takes incredible self-awareness and an awful lot of confidence to do that. Like leaving a job, is quite a you know it's, it takes a lot of courage in many ways to do that i mean how did you get how did you build yourself up to be like right now that i've got to i've got to do something different yeah and i think that for me it was kind of a long time coming um it was one of those things where you know you you see it's almost like you see yourself making decision after decision that's not necessarily the right decision but there's not necessarily enough of like that realization of like okay this is too much like this is enough enough is enough and i felt like i had those okay like that was bad or that was a bad idea or i feel like crap today moments and so many of those piled up that at that point it was like you know i can't let my pride win anymore. I'm not, I would be lying to you if I told you it wasn't really hard for me to, you know, admit defeat and go back to my parents and be like, hey, can I move back in when I'm, you know, 25, 26 years old and thinking I have this, you know, lavish life in the city, living my best life. But um, I think that it was just that realization that I was like, if I don't sacrifice now, I'm going to end up in a much worse position down the road, right? So at what point do you do you make the immediate sacrifice for the longer term gain? And as part of that sacrifice, did you have to let go of some friends along the way? Yes, many friends. <laughs> How did that feel? 
I think that it was it was really hard for me in the beginning, but I think coming to the realization that sometimes you have to assess the quality of those friendships, right? Because at the end of the day, when you think, what is a friend? A friend is somebody who supports you, somebody who wants what's best for you, somebody who's going to help set you ahead, right? Push you forward um, and be a positive impact on your life. And then when I look back to, you know, the people that I was surrounding myself with at that point in my life, I don't really feel like very many of them met those criteria, right? It was more of what was it serving them at that time, or they had a buddy to go out with or maybe get them into a party or something like that. Right. And I think that while, you know, it was a good time and I, you know, I don't wish them any ill will. I think that it's something that I just had to recognize that we had difference of interests. Now I was more focused on my own self-development and really truly embracing being a more confident, better version of myself where they were kind of, you know, wanting to stay with where they were. So I think once I realized that it wasn't my fault, it wasn't their fault, there was no, you know, animosity there. It was just, you go through seasons of people in your life, right? And it's okay that they're not always there. And, you know, you connected at one point, but, you know, people grow and people change. And as you started going down this self-development journey, and that's, I always think journey is a bit of a cliche, but (laughs) bear with me. I mean, did you, you focused on your health and your fitness, but were there any other um, modalities that you tried, like yoga or meditation or what else? I mean, did you yeah, for those? sure. So I, um, the gym that I was, so when I started, you know, going down that journey, I got a job at the gym um, down the street from my house. And so when you work there, you get free access to the classes and all that kind of stuff. So I did go to yoga classes. Um, I also signed up with working with a personal trainer at that gym. So that's what kind of helped me fall in love with the weightlifting side of things, which is how I mostly work with women now. Um, But just really being able to push myself and see myself get stronger week over week was a really big confidence booster for me because it was almost like I was making these small accomplishments every week, right? But I also started getting into more of like the spiritual mindset side of things that I was never really into in the past, like journaling and affirmations and all that, kind of building up my mental toughness and my mental connection and strength as well, alongside the physical. And then when did you decide you wanted to do this, you know, if you were living in your career and you were so in love with what you were doing, you you couldn't, you couldn't do anything else but this. I would say about a year into it because I started it initially as I'll try it out. I'll see how it goes. Right. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be good at it Um, because I went to school for business and communication. So nothing to do with the fitness industry. Right. So, you know, obviously when something's new, you're a little bit apprehensive of like, how is this going to go? But once I started doing it, um, I would say about a year into it when I consistently had a full roster of clients that I was seeing regularly and really seeing, because it takes like you know, a good three, six, sometimes 12 months to really see a lot of change in your clients, right? It takes time. Mm. So by actually having by that point, a full roster of clients that were seeing change and really, you know, reaping the benefits of the work that we were doing together really affirmed for me, like, this is what I want to do. Cause just seeing them light up from how much it improved their quality of life was kind of that, that emotional reward, right? From my end of being like, yay, like it worked. It helped them too. It wasn't just me. You know what I mean? And the clients you see now, what change are they seeking? The women that I work with now are primarily very busy, ambitious women who have a lot on their plate. They have a hard time carving out time for themselves. They have a lot 
to deal with, you know, helping other people and they really aren't prioritizing themselves first. So the change that they're looking to find is to really just find that balance in their life, whether it be work-life balance, whether it be like family self-balance, but just really creating a lifestyle that's realistic and sustainable for them, but also being able to put their well-being first, filling up their cup first so that they can then show up to all those other areas even better, like their best self. So they just really want to embrace being the most like fiercely confident version of themselves. That way they can, you know, serve everything else in their life that they want to at the best ability. And when they show up and, and start working with you, Sam, how was their confidence like? On average, I would say for most of them, it's relatively low. I think that it's really hard in the, you know, society we live in now with constant exposure to social media. I feel like a lot of the women that I work with really struggle with comparison syndrome. So constantly seeing what everybody else is doing, what everybody else looks like, right? If you think back to, you know, even 10, 20 years ago, we only really had the magazines or the movies or our friends to compare ourselves to, right? Now it's everybody in the world, basically on, you know, your Instagram and your TikTok. Um, So that is something that I find is a really big one for people. Their confidence is low because they're constantly comparing themselves to other people. Or it's just that we're constantly, you know, in a place now where life is so go, 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 busy, 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 right? And like I said, just having that ability to gain a little bit more control back and take some time for yourself um, because a lot of people don't really know how to do that now, right? We all have these jobs that are so overwhelming. You end up working for, you know, um, seven, eight, nine, 10 hours a day. Um, So I would say their confidence is relatively low for those reasons for the most part. I really like what you said about getting some control back because because you're right, you know, life is busy and I don't know women in general, and this is my view of it, being a woman also managing and coaching clients, female clients, is that that control seems to disappear from their lives very, very quickly. And like you say, they're helping others and they're doing the jobs and they're doing all the stuff and actually they lack control of themselves and therefore they don't have the space and the time to even focus on what do I want and what would serve me best and to build confidence. So I love that you mentioned the word control. And I mean, how do you see the whole work that you do about gaining that control back? I mean, where do you step into that space? I really try to focus on starting small and building in habits. Um, Routine is a really big one. A lot of people, when you think about a fitness journey, right? Like when you, when somebody thinks of their fitness journey, they think of, you know, oh, I have to go to the gym six days a week and do these crazy hard workouts and eat a salad every day. And that's how I'm going to hit my goals. And that couldn't be further from the truth, right? The very small integral, um, integral habits of our day of your sleep, your stress management, um, just your, your overall general movement, like how much are you walking a day, right? All of those are really big players in the game as well. And a lot of people overlook that. So even making small tweaks in your lifestyle can make a huge difference with how you feel and how you look. Um, so I really start by trying to really build a solid foundation with my clients, um, when it comes to their habitual behavior and kind of their mindset and their outlook on their life as well. Um, and then from there building up to make it a little bit more intense, right? Like, you know, I have a vast range of clients. Some people work out three days a week and, you know, we, we don't track calories or macros or anything like that at all. We just really focus on a health first approach and they get amazing results. But I also have clients who are in the gym five days a week and, you know, track all their calories and want to lift really heavy and all that kind of stuff. I try to take a really custom approach, but the, the key piece is that everybody is unique, right? So just starting small and bridging that gap for you to take that next step is going to be the biggest way for you to gain that control back initially. And you can always build on that. 
I've been doing some research in, in the lead up to our conversation, but also just generally I'm, you know, I'm into health and fitness and well-being and nutrition. But I do find it quite overwhelming the amount of maybe it's you know I'm saturated by YouTube and um, you know all the social media and then you know, everything, all the conversations that I have. But it is quite a complicated space I find fitness because you know you just talked about the nutrition and, and eating at certain times before and after working out and all that thing. I, I guess help me and the listeners understand how can you make it really really simple so that when you turn up with you know perhaps your old t-shirt and a pair of shorts at the gym you're not already nervous <laughs> yeah and, and well, it, it sounds like i'm speaking myself there <laughs> you're like hey tips um yeah no it, it is overwhelming and that's the thing with the fitness industry is that there's so many different people with different approaches with different methodologies and that's not necessarily to say that any is right or wrong or better or worse right it, it's just different and i think that that's something that needs to be recognized is that there is no one size fits all when it comes to fitness and health and a lot of the time um you know, people will spend their time, like I was saying before on, on social media, mimicking what other people do. And that's kind of the problem, right? Because what works for me doesn't necessarily work for you or what works for you doesn't necessarily, you know, work for the next person. Um, so, you know, for me, I always recommend people start with the basics, the basics being, if you look at your nutrition, how much like whole nutrient dense foods are you eating? And how much packaged processed kind of junk food are you eating, right? That's where you can start looking at things is looking at the quality of your food sources. You know, it can get really, like you said, complicated with the calories and the macros and the micronutrients and pre and post workout timing for your eating and, you know, the supplementation. But I think a lot of people tend to jump, you know, to that end of like, well, what am I supposed to eat after my workout or what supplement should I be taking when they're not even looking at that ground level basement foundation of, okay, like, am I eating three meals a day? Am I getting enough of my whole like vegetables and fruits into my diet? Right. Like, there's people that, skip over that, but want to supplement to kind of solve their problem, right? So really starting with those foundational sounds so simple, but the very baseline things um, with exercise, right? Again, you can get into super complicated things of like what to pair with what and like how to split your workout days, but just getting to the gym and moving your body three days a week to start if you're somebody who's you know not even into it at all right now and you don't want to get overwhelmed is already a huge step in the right direction. So my, you know, personal recommendation, obviously, you know, you're always going to going to say this when you're a coach is that if you don't know, and you're really overwhelmed, speak to a professional, you don't even have to sign up, right? Just do a consult with somebody, get some information, get some customized guidance. Um, because, you know, like I said, it's not a one size fits all. And sometimes you could actually do more damage, like just going and doing something random than getting some guidance on what you should be doing. And you said you focused on weights, lifting weights, mainly. Why did you go down that particular route and do the weights? So, I mean, there's there's a ton of different benefits for different types of exercises. But for most people, if you have more of a physique-related goal um, or like, a, we'll say, an image-related goal, weight training is going to be your best bet because it has all around the most benefits. So if let's just say you have a weight loss goal. If you want to lose weight, a lot of people tend to think, especially women, just based off of you know how we've been educated over the years, that cardio is the answer. Cardio, 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 right? Go run every day. But when you weight train, you're actually kind of hitting your bird with two stones because you're burning calories within your workout. You're also burning um, calories 
after your workout because of the way that our body processes the exercise and the type of movement. We continue to burn calories long after the workout. And then you're also building the muscle mass on your frame. So naturally now, because you have more muscle on your body as a whole, your body is going to burn more calories at rest throughout the day. So when you do cardio, you might burn a little bit more in that one hour session, but you're actually burning more as a whole if you're doing weightlifting because of the type of exercise, along with the fact that you're building muscle mass. So your body now needs to burn more calories to survive, if that makes sense. I was going to say, so I'm 49 and I was just reading somewhere recently that actually it's probably more important for women as they get older to be lifting weights because of, you know, all the things that happen when you get into your 50s, like osteoporosis and things like this. So it's really interesting to, to hear you talk about even just the calorie stuff. I mean, in terms of your advice for sort of the women of a sort of slightly older, older, certainly older than you, I mean, would you say weights is definitely the way to go as well? Yeah, for sure. Like any, everyone can benefit from weight training because, you know, physique aside, even just functional movement, if you think about, you know, say, you know, you go into your garage to pick up a box to bring into the kitchen. If you don't have that functional movement pattern and the baseline muscle mass in your body, you're going to be at much higher risk of injury, right? Or if you're sitting all day at your computer working online, remote working, whatever it is, you know, you're going to be um, in a much more likely position to injure yourself when you get up and move around because you're not mobile. You don't have those functional movement patterns. Um, so building that that baseline of muscle mass is going to allow you to have more stability, um, and just be able to function in your day-to-day life better, just going up the stairs, bending over, picking up a box, right? And as we get older, as women, right, our, our bone density um, decreases and our muscle mass naturally decreases as well. So if you're not effectively trying to, you know, lift weights and, and build that up a little bit, you're going to be in a much worse off position as you get older at a risk for injury, falling, slipping, all, having back pain, like all of that kind of stuff. So what do you say to the, to people, and I will have absolutely been in this situation myself, when they just go, I genuinely don't have time for all this. Like, I want to, like inside, I know it's the right thing to do, but I just don't have the capacity to do it. What do you say to people like that? Because it's such a genuine issue. Yeah, for sure. And oh, I've heard that. Oh, you don't even want to know how many times I've heard that. My answer is that you make time for things that are important to you, right? So I think that going back to what we were talking about a little bit before is that people have this misconception is that it has to be this ginormous commitment of like, I need to be a hundred percent all in, or there's no point of doing it at all, which isn't true, right? When you look at the grand scheme of the week, right? Like how many hours we have in a week, if you take 30 minutes of like a 30 minute workout three times a week. That's only an hour and a half of your entire week. You're telling me you don't have like 0.01% of your week to put towards your, your exercise, you know? So when I break it down like that, people are kind of like, "Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I do. Right. I think the other side of it too, is, you know, how important is the goal to you? If you have a goal to, whether it's improve your health, whether it's improve your appearance as well, Um, whatever that goal might be, you have to connect deeper with that. Why, why do you have that goal? And then is that why important enough for you to make the time? Um, You know, I think a lot of people do have the time. They just don't have the time management. And that's the main problem. I was going to ask you how much of your work is around the health and fitness and how much of it is on the sort of more the, the mental health and fitness and working on things like confidence I would say it's about like a 75-25 because I strongly believe that they really mesh 
in with each other. I mean, I do do, um, you know, specific separated things like, you know, these are going to be your homework for your mindset work, or this is what we need to work on developing. But I strongly believe that just being consistent and executing the fitness side of things brings confidence into your mindset. Because if you're somebody who who doesn't have very much confidence in the beginning, you most likely have a mindset of like, oh, I'm going to try to do that. Or like, I'll try my best to do that instead of I'm going to do that. Or like you said before, right? I don't have time. Like you have a very limiting lack mindset. Whereas once you start actually educating or executing those things and doing them consistently over time, it builds a confidence in you to believe in yourself, right? And to feel accomplished and to see that snowball effect of, okay, I'm feeling better. I showed up for myself. I'm going to continue to do so. So as you work through that of actually executing the tasks, right? It also builds on that mindset as well. And I think that that's like a really big thing that people overlook. People think that confidence is looking in the mirror and, you know, liking how you look in that, that red dress. Right. And it is partially that for sure. But I think it goes much deeper than that in that it's also following through with what you said you're going to do, right. Actually doing things for yourself that are beneficial and, you know, setting you forward, not holding yourself back out of fear. Um, Maybe it's fear of failure. Maybe it's fear of judgment, right. Limiting beliefs, but the confidence actually starts with, you know, inside of you, of you actually doing the things that you committed to. So you have that self-trust. And can you give me an example of a client you've worked with who has gone through this transformation, not only physically, but also you've seen them transform in so many other aspects of their life? Yeah, for sure. So I have, oh, I actually just finished with her a couple weeks ago with her for nine months. So that was an incredible journey. Um, But So this client initially had come to me and we actually did about, I would say three consult calls before she actually committed to signing up. She would come to me and she'd be like, Sam, like I'm just not feeling good. I want to do this. And then I would, we would talk about it. And then I wouldn't hear from her for like three months. And I'd be like, okay, I guess she's just not ready. Right. So when she finally followed through with it, um, we started working together. And at that current point in time, she was, well, she still is, but she's a makeup influencer and a makeup artist. So she posts YouTube videos of like makeup looks and on her Instagram and does bridal makeup and all that kind of stuff. Right. So she's in the public eye a lot, taking a lot of pictures, videos, stuff like that. So at this point, when we had started working together, she hadn't been able to bring herself to post any photos or videos of herself for almost six months because she was feeling so down about herself. And this was causing her to lose business, right? Because she's no longer advertising herself. And it was really negatively impacting her career. It was also negatively impacting her relationship. She was engaged at the time, um, now married, but she was engaged at the time and kept pushing the wedding date back and back because she wasn't happy with her appearance and, you know, would kind of find reasons to be like, oh, well, I want to, I don't, we haven't found a venue yet or whatever it was, but it was because she, she wasn't happy with herself and she didn't want to think about getting married, feeling like that. So we started working together and what started to be you know, just about her, her wanting to look good on her wedding day basically was her initial goal. But we basically overhauled her entire life at the time she was, you know, drinking a lot of wine four or five nights a week. Um, Similar to what I said about me before, she was kind of using that as a crutch, like at the end of the day, like, oh, I just feel so crappy that like, I need a drink, right? And was not going out with her friends because she felt like she didn't, you know, fit in. She didn't look good. She didn't want to take pictures, right? So it was impacting her social life. So basically, we worked together um, to start by getting her diet under control. Like I said, really focusing with those foundations. 
And then at the time, you know, I also deal with a lot of women who who chronically undereat because they think by not eating as much, they're going to lose the weight, right? So at that point in time, she had stopped eating, I don't, not completely, but was eating a very little amount every day, like maybe one meal a day. So we had to get her to really believe in, well, firstly herself, but also me and put the trust in me to guide her to actually get her to start eating more food. So we had her starting by eating her one meal a day and we built it all the way up to that. She was actually over double her caloric intake by the end, but she had lost almost 60 pounds by the end of it. So, you know, just really building that self-trust and that, you know, trust in the process, people say. So with her, what we really focused on was her lifestyle to begin with. So things like bringing in um, stress management techniques and being really present and aware, um, you know, doing some deep breathing, doing some meditation, doing some journal work, a lot of self-reflection journal work, um, self-love kind of journal prompts, stuff like that. Um, Because it got to the point where in the beginning, like she felt like she couldn't even look at herself in the mirror anymore and, you know, didn't want to take pictures and all that kind of stuff. So we had to really kind of dig into that and, and work through that to get her to almost accept where she was so that she could then be in the right headspace to to um, work towards change, right? Because if you can't even accept where you're at and you're kind of like in that denial phase, right? You can't take that step forward. So she was somebody who who really came a really long way. By the end of it, she had lost 60 pounds. She actually had to get her wedding dress taken in an extra time on top of what she was supposed to because she just got to a place that she didn't even think was possible and had like the wedding of her dreams. Like she, you know, messaged me that day and was like, honestly, I, I, it's, it's one thing to feel so great and look at my wedding pictures and just be so happy with how I look. But she's like, none of that would have felt as good if I didn't feel as good from the inside out and really feel proud of my accomplishments from there of being able to stay consistent with my exercise and um, my nutritional habits and my journaling and all the things of putting myself first, right? Like she was able to take that step back and put herself first so that she could show up, you know, and get back to crushing her her career and taking her pictures and get landing all these clients and really feeling like she got back to being herself. That's an amazing story. That is such, yeah, I'm smiling. You probably saw her smiling. That's such a lovely story. And I really, it really highlights that a lot of the emphasis on, is on yourself and, and really knowing yourself. And I really like what you said about, you know, knowing where you are now before you can even sort of take that first step. But yeah. then also just really getting your head into the space and taking the time to really focus on yourself. And, you know, the physical stuff will come, absolutely. But actually probably the most yeah. important last thing is what goes on up here. Or here. Yeah, and I think one of the hardest parts for, for some of the women is to you know, going back to the whole control aspect, right, is that I find that when they get to the point of wanting to to take that step to work with a coach or me, is that they're at this point where they feel like they need to gain control back, like we talked about, but now they have to give up that control to me and put the trust in what I'm telling them to do, right? So they do have to, you know, have the control to execute what I'm telling them to do, but it can be very hard, I find, for women to almost put their trust in me to get them to where they want to go. And if people aren't willing to kind of trust the process, it's not going to go the way that they want it to go because they're not actually fully committed and and invested from a mental and and an energy standpoint. Right. So, you know, for her, I think it was really hard for her and a backwards thinking for her to be like, wait, you want me to eat more food? I want to lose weight, but you want me to eat more. And I'm like, you got to do it. You got to do it. I promise you it'll work. You just got to do it. And she's like, okay, fine. And, you know, now she'll always be like, I can't believe I'm like eating this much food and I lost that much weight and it's just so crazy. And I'm like, I know, but the body's a complex organism, right? You got to support it. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That whole 
I'm eating more to lose weight or to just maintain what is my now current weight, I think does blow people's minds. And I find yes. like I, I go on TikTok and Instagram and all those sorts of things. And I, you know, I've seen these, these girls who are like, look what I eat in a day. Um, and you know, they're like stick thin, like stupidly stick thin and they'll eat like a, an egg and a piece of, you know, toast. And that's literally their day. And you think, well, you know, some people aspire to that, but actually I love what you're saying is actually eating is probably one of the most important things you can do and certainly eating clean food, yep. but also don't go, don't go down that hole of thinking you've got to cut your calories to, to look good. Cause it's probably the opposite. And don't just ignore yeah. those skinny women on YouTube. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is that, you know, not to go too much down the, the scientific rabbit hole here, but, um, you know, our body and our metabolism, it, it's not like a static thing, right? So if you're under eating for a really long time, um, you know, because let's just say you, you want to be like the stick thin girl and eat your egg and toast every day and that's it. Your body will adapt to that. And eventually you might lose some weight in the beginning, but eventually your body's output is going to meet its input. So now your baseline that was once, we'll say for argument's sake, 2000 calories, now you're only eating a thousand calories. It's going to metabolically adapt to that a thousand calories. So now that's your new baseline. Mm -hmm. So anything above that is now going to cause you to gain weight and anything below will cause you, you know, to lose weight. But it, how sustainable is it to continue to bring that down? And like, you know, you're not going to not eat anything. So for most people, they don't really realize that like your metabolism is a dynamic thing and there's so many things that impact it. So, you know, the more that you're able to eat and move your body and you're eating good quality foods and nourishing your body, you're going to be in a much better state than if you're, you're starving yourself, right? Because mm -hmm. A, you, that's just not healthy and B, it's only going to work for so long until you hit that wall of that plateau because of that, that adjustment in your, within your metabolism. Yeah. Thanks. For that. I didn't know that. But that's, so that's really useful. So thank you very much for that. And do you work with your clients one-to-one, uh, -one, group work, online, in person? How does it work for you, Sam? So I used to do in-person uh, personal training when I was living in Canada uh, with the pandemic and, you know, all the craziness with the closures. I went full-time online. Uh, so now I do one-to-one -one as well as group-based programs. So one-to-one, -one, uh, sorry, one-to-many as well. Um, and I also have a membership for people that are just looking to either kind of get their feet wet and want some guidance, but aren't really looking to commit to that, that full um, coaching experience. Or maybe they've had that and they're just looking for something to keep them accountable, but it's a little bit more of a, you know, lower price tag just to help people, you know, be consistent in their fitness journey. And how can people find you? Uh, Instagram is probably where I hang out the most. Um, I think you were going to put my Instagram in yep. the, the show notes, right? So come over, say hi, send me a DM. Um, I'm over on Instagram a lot. I'm also on TikTok and I have a YouTube channel as well. Usually are the, the three main ways for people to find me. And I was watching Sam's YouTube channel earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you look amazing, like really strong super strong which is impressive because i'm real weedy so i'm like you looked incredible so yeah go, thank go have you all those things uh, as i just <laughs> mentioned so instagram and um youtube for sure so go and check those out and i will you're absolutely right Sam. i'll absolutely put all those notes in um all those details in the show notes so people can come and track you down awesome. and hopefully work with you which would be awesome so Sam, thank yeah. you very much for being on the show. It's already, you know, 40 minutes, the time just goes, <laughs> it's amazing. But thank you very much for, for being on the show and sharing all well, your journey to becoming, you know, your health and, and personal trainer and all the coaching that you do and the mindset work. And thank you for sharing that story as well about the lady who did transform her life essentially in so many ways, not just in her fitness. 
So thank you very much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to be here and chat. And uh, I hope you guys get some value from listening to this. I do have tons of tips and tricks and, you know, free information on my Instagram if you guys want to check it out as well.